Let's talk about being prepared. We know the deep state, they're pushing everything at us. You can't put your finger on it, but you know something big is going to happen soon and it's not going to be good. Millions of Americans feel that way right now and they're quietly stockpiling emergency food while they can. Do you have enough emergency food to get you through a sudden crisis? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they serve millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit. You'll enjoy a hearty breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day while everyone else is standing in food lines. Plus, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it'll be there when you need it. But don't wait. Go to preparewithx22.com. Claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithx22.com. Or click the link in the description. Hi, and welcome to the X-22 Report Spotlight. Today, we have a returning guest, Dave Hayes. Dave has his work on Rumble, CloudHub, Gab, Telegram. You can find his work on prayingmedic.com. And I am very happy to have Dave back on the X-22 Report Spotlight. Dave, welcome back to the Spotlight. Hey, Dave. Uh, Thanks for having me back on the Spotlight. It is always a pleasure to share ideas with you on what is coming up in the uh, geopolitical uh news world yeah and and there is a lot coming up right now and um let's just start off with everything that we've been saying because trump has been putting out statement after statement after statement. i've never seen so many statements from him and he's just pounding on biden now i mean i just want to step back for a sec i mean we see the economy you know we see inflation people are very worried about that we see the border crisis uh we see now afghanistan I mean, from everything that I look at and, and everything that I'm looking at and everything that Trump has been saying, it seems like he set up little Easter egg traps for him along the way to call him out and show everyone this is the deep state. This is the Biden administration. Is this something that you want? Well, I, I have a slightly different perspective okay. than you do. <laughs> That's good. Uh, not surprisingly. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Trump has been on, he just did his fourth interview uh, in two days. He did an interview with a show called uh, Bubba and Ray yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I just Some, saw that. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Um, he is making hay while the sun shines. He's, you know, Biden is ducking and dodging the reporters, um, trying to take as many naps as he can, trying to avoid <laughs> the press. And Trump has never been on the air as much, I don't think, in the la- as he has in the last two days. He's capitalizing on all of Biden's uh, mistakes. Now, you take the view that Trump sort of um, set all this up in advance, that he um, sort of planned out a lot of these things in advance. And, and, and that's fine. That's a, that's a legitimate view. I tend to take the view that um, he probably hasn't maybe set up all of these things um, and then just triggered them at, you know, because Biden's the one who's in the Oval Office right now. Right. But I think that Trump clearly understood that Biden and the people who are controlling him are fools, number one. Mm-hmm. So you have foolish people who are going to do stupid things. And I think Trump planned on them doing a lot of stupid things. Trump set up the withdrawal from Afghanistan. I think that he planned on Biden botching that somehow. However, however he was going to botch it. I think Trump knew 
that Biden would make the wrong moves. You know, he, he understands the deep state. He understands um, the Obama, Biden, uh, Valerie Jarrett, uh, Susan Rice, uh, that, that whole conglomerate of people who are uh, trying to, to destroy the country. Trump understands very well what their agenda is. So he under, I think Trump understood that they were going to try to uh, enforce the lockdowns, enforce the mask mandates again, try to destroy the economy, um, destroy businesses. I think that Trump anticipated they would botch the with, uh, Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, it, you know, whether Trump planned this stuff out or not, or whether he, I think, foresaw that they would just make a bunch of mistakes, you know, you could argue it either way. Uh, the point being, Trump is capitalizing on their mistakes, and there's going to be more mistakes coming. But Trump knows that. Trump, <laughs> he yeah. knows that the incompetence and foolishness of Biden, especially in foreign policy, because Biden has historically always come down on the wrong side of any foreign policy issue. He's terrible when it comes to foreign policy. Um, he and George McGovern actually played key roles in the defunding of the South Vietnamese army that that and effectively ended the Vietnam War with people uh, clinging to helicopters in Saigon on the day that um, in, you know the, they went, did the withdrawal. It's very ironic because during um, during the funeral for George McGovern back in uh, I think it was 2002 or 2012, um, Biden was talking about how he and McGovern played this key role that they did it right when, when the Vietnam War ended. And it's ironic that he had a, a key role in that failed withdrawal. And he's the guy who created another failed withdrawal at the end of another war. Um, Biden is just incompetent when it comes to foreign policy. Trump knows that. So Trump is, I think, he's just capitalizing on all these unforced errors that, and Biden is going to continue to make bad, bad decisions, you know, until they remove him from office. I think that's what we're going to eventually see. Um, I, I don't, I really don't think that Biden is going to go the distance. So you think with all these um, things that are happening um, one after another, the border crisis, Afghanistan, we're probably going to see it. Like you said, I, I do believe, and actually during an interview, he said there's going to be a lot more coming up um, that we're going to see. You think because of all the bad decisions that Biden is making and, you know, ducking out from questions, escaping to Delaware to take a nap, do you think all of this is building now for that 25th Amendment, which Trump warned us or actually told us about back when he was uh, in Texas? Yeah, well, I think Trump had intelligence where he knew that that was their plan. And I think he warned us because he knew uh, that was eventually going to be uh, the plan. Um, you look at how the media is responding to Biden. They're not really covering for him anymore. Um, they're asking hard questions. They're criticizing his foreign policy. Um, they're, they're not providing cover for him. And if the media, if the leftist media continues to take shots at Biden and criticize his decision making, they're going to make the case that he needs to be removed. So, yeah, I, th I think that's what's coming. I think at some point um, they're going to use the 25th Amendment. And it's a simple process um, to, to implement the 25th Amendment. Um, all Kamala Harris needs to do to remove Biden from office 
is convince eight of the 15 cabinet secretaries to sign a letter with her saying that Biden is unfit for office. She makes two copies of that letter, sends one to the Senate, sends one to the House, and Biden is removed from office. It's that fast. So there's uh, there's 15 cabinet secretaries, Secretary of Labor, Secretary of the Interior, Secretary of Defense, right? Secretary of Health and Human Services. There's all these different cabinet secretaries. If eight of those 15 cabinet secretaries, a simple majority, if they side with Kamala Harris and sign a letter uh, notifying Congress that they believe he is unfit for office, he is gone. And there's there's no there's no physical, there's no mental health exam, mm. none of that. It's just a simple, Kamala Harris writes the letter, eight people need to sign on with her, they deliver it to Congress, and Biden is gone. So, And, and I think that's going to happen at some point. I, uh, I'm not going to make a prediction when, but I think at some point um, they're, they're going to pull the trigger on that. Well, I and, think, then, and then you have Kamala Harris, yeah, yeah. Uh, potentially, as, as, as the president. She's very popular. Be even more frightening than Joe. She's she's very popular um, because, you know, when the uh, the Democrats were fighting to see who was going to be president, I mean, her poll numbers at that time, I don't think they got into double digits. I think they were uh, single yeah, digits. She was like a three percenter. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> so she's very popular with the American people. So yeah. so if, if Kamala gets in, who moves into the vice presidency? Yeah. Um, What's your I, thoughts I have on my that? own theory on that. Hmm. Uh, I don't think. um Kamala is going to be inaugurated. Okay. That's, that's my theory. I think that I suspect that um, at some point they're going to remove Joe via the 25th Amendment. And then um, I think that see, so as soon as as soon as they remove Joe by the 25th Amendment, Kamala would immediately become acting president. Mm hmm. But she would still need to be inaugurated. And there's a little bit of a process for that. So uh, the process is she would need to be, you know, they, they have to set this up. It's going to take a couple of days for it to happen. And I suspect if, if in fact, devolution is in play, then I think it is. I think the opportune time for the military to end this the charade would be after Biden has been removed by the 25th Amendment. Because then uh, if the military stepped in and intervened, uh, if they made the big reveal about devolution, they would not be removing Biden from office. It would not be a military coup because mm. Biden would have been removed from office by Kamala Harris. And if they step in after Biden is gone, but before Kamala is inaugurated, there is no commander in chief. You have an acting president, but she hasn't yet been sworn in, right? So if Kamala hasn't been sworn in, you, you don't really have a commander in chief. It isn't a military coup. Uh, I think that that would be the opportune time. I suspect that that's probably when the reveal is going to happen, that Military will step in, announce what's going on, uh, potentially declare martial law in D.C., make a bunch of arrests, uh, and then whatever happens with, with Trump returning to the Oval Office, whether it's a new election, whether they just inaugurate him, I, I don't really know. But I, I don't think 
Kamala Harris is actually going to be sworn in as the president. So uh, I suspect the military is going to intervene. So this is all coming down to timing. I think so. Yeah, because we have the Arizona forensic audit. Uh, I think the report's being delivered to the Senate. The people are not going to see this today. Today, actually. right? Yeah, this is being it, recorded on Friday, uh, and. Yeah, according to several sources, the report is being delivered to this. The final report on the Arizona audit is being re- delivered either today or Monday, depending on who you listen to. Mm-hmm. Ken Bennett said that the Senate will convene their first meeting to go over the audit report on Wednesday of next week. Um, they're going to go through the report. They're going to ask for clarification on whatever issues aren't clear. They're going to make a few, make sure that everything is is factually correct, right? And 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 then they're going to issue a final report. Bennett said that process could take anywhere from a few days to a week or two. I think we'll see. I think the the final report will be released to the public probably by the end of the month. Um, that's my guess. So once this report is released to the public, we have Jovan Pulitzer telling us that it's going to be shocking. From uh, We're all expecting that we're, they're going to produce the results that there was cheating, that yes, there were a lot of ballots that they couldn't account for. And I'm sure they're going to show us different facts of how they came about this. And the people are going to start to learn that there was a problem in the Arizona uh, Maricopa County election. So if this is coming out during that period of time, what do you think the deep state is going to do? Do you think they're just going to allow this information just to be publicly out there? Or do you think they're going to try to clog the news cycles, try to shut down people from saying you know anything about the report? What's your guess, what, what's your guess or your opinion well, on this? Obviously, we're, we're entering a very interesting time period <laughs> because... Yeah. We know we're in an information war. Yes. Uh, right. It's all about controlling the information, which is why Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and, and Twitter are, are censoring everyone who's putting out election misinformation and COVID misinformation. Um, they're losing control of the narrative. And as more damaging information comes out, I think they're going to take uh, more drastic steps. I think the censorship is going, certainly going to increase on the major social media platforms. Thank God we have Telegram. Yeah. Thank God we're not on those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for now, anyway, yeah. we have Telegram. Yeah. So, you know, what's what's going to be in the final audit report? I don't really know. Um, we got a hint when they had that hearing about a month mm-hmm. ago. Yes. Um, and and that, just the things that they discussed in that hearing, um, the issues that, you know, Cypher and cyber ninjas were having in in getting complete information from the board of supervisors and from the county um, that strongly suggested there's some serious problems with the election so uh, yeah i think jamon pulitzer is probably right i think that the report the final report will probably be pretty devastating to the narrative that you know free and fair elections nothing to see here everything's great you know I think that narrative is going to fall apart. And when you have um, the Senate backing an official report on a, on a comprehensive audit, uh, you know, a number of things are probably going to happen, right? So you can just sort of make your little checklist here. Um, one question is, what happens if the audit finds 
evidence of willful misconduct, a.k.a. criminal activity. Mm. Right. So then you're going to probably have to have some criminal referrals. Karen Fan has suggested that if if appropriate, when this is all over, they're going to make criminal referrals to the attorney general here in Arizona and potentially to to the uh, DOJ, depending on the level uh, of criminality. So you're probably going to have criminal referrals, I would imagine. Um, then you have the uh, the domino effect. So if, if the report is a scathing indictment of electronic voting machines or mail-in balloting or whatever, um, then you have a whole bunch of state legislators who now have ammunition that they can take to their own caucuses and say, look, you know, they found all this problem with these Dominion voting machines. We have the same machines. We need to look at our election. I think the I, I think the momentum for conducting more audits around the country is definitely going to increase, um, unless unless the audit report is a nothing burger, and, and I don't think that's likely, given what we what we heard at the hearing. I don't think it's going to be a nothing burger. So I think there's a strong likelihood that that states that are sort of on the fence about audits are probably a lot of them are going to be pushed off the fence and they're going to start um, looking into ways that they can do their audits. Wendy Rogers, one of our state senators, she's going around the country right now um, organizing and providing information to legislators who want to do audits in their states. And Rachel Maddow's uh, nightmare is coming true as we speak. (laughs) She warned everybody, they're not going to stop with just Arizona. This is going to go elsewhere. They're going to do audits in other states. Well, yes. Yes, we are. Um, So, you know, how many more states are going to end up doing audits? I think Georgia will eventually get a forensic audit. It's kind of moving in that direction. Even though Kemp and Raffensperger are pushing back on that as much as they can, they're losing control of this. And I think when, when the information comes out about uh, from our audit here in Maricopa County, I think it's going to be devastating to Kemp and Raffensperger and their narrative that, you know, things aren't really that bad. <laughs> because a, a lot of the things that happened in uh, Maricopa County happened in Fulton County, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Massive mail-in balloting issues, probably Dominion uh, voting machine issues. Right? And, and so I think a lot of um, the problems that we're going to find here can also be found in Fulton County, probably. Um, And I think Fulton County was probably a lot worse than ours. So you've you've got this spreading, um, you know, the dominoes are just going to start dropping. And then we're going to have audits in some red states. Uh, I I think Oklahoma will probably have an audit. Uh, Greg Abbott is backing an audit in Texas. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Florida. I think there's going to be more momentum and more demand for an audit in Florida. I think Laura Lee, Secretary Mm -hmm. of State there, she is the one that's um, obstructing this right now. And she is going to be in a very difficult spot uh, as this all moves forward, because it's not DeSantis that's that's blocking this. It's Laura Lee, Secretary Mm -hmm. of State. And actually, as you know, um, the National Association of Secretaries of State got together uh, about a week ago and took a vote and decided to uh, approve this these measures that would basically prevent an Arizona-style audit. 
from happening in their states. The secretaries of state are panicking. Yeah. Because they know damn well that when this report comes out from Maricopa County, it's going to create a groundswell, a grassroots groundswell of demands for forensic audits. And the secretaries of state are trying to prevent that. So it's going to get it's going to get very interesting. And then your question, you know, what what happens? Do they shut down the media? Do they shut down the Internet? Do they take down Facebook? I, I think it's it's likely we're going to see um, interruption of social media services and possibly the Internet. Um, if, if the information gets to such a point where it completely destroys um, that narrative, I think we're, we we're going to be at a much higher risk of losing Internet access completely at some point. So do you and, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that may be actually the point where the military steps in. Right. Because we know that the DOD has all those IP addresses. Yeah. That they made public uh, three minutes before the end of Trump's uh, term in office. And I suspect that the military, um, they plan for everything. They plan for every contingency. You know, we, we talk about the operational plans and the red lines. Um, the military knows very well what, what the deep state is planning. And I think that uh, particularly in uh, special ops, which is the part of the military that would be working with Trump in the devolution process. I think the special operators, uh, they would be the people who would likely set up a, um, essentially a parallel internet service to allow communications to flow if the deep state decided to take down the internet. Um, I, I, I believe there's going to be an alternative internet setup of some kind alternative alternative social media. Um, I think there's all of that has already been planned for mm-hmm. and uh, tested and they're waiting to put it into operation. As soon as, you know, the red line is crossed, internet, you know, blackout. Right. I think the military will, uh, will, will set, will stand up their own internet service. Right. Because each one of those red lines, it means that they have a countermeasure in place yep. and that's post four, four, one, four, um, yep. for those people that are wondering, but do you think the, the audit report, do you think this is also going to point to foreign governments interfering in the election or is it, or <laughs> is it just those people that knowingly cheated? Because I mean, if, think about the pushback right now of all these people. I mean, if we're all Americans here, I mean, I know Democrat, Republican, independent, black, white, Asian, but we're all Americans. All Americans have the same thing in common. We want our voice heard. We want our vote to count. And you would think all these people would want to say, hey, let's just check to see. Because if Biden won fair and square, they would say, "Okay, you know something? Let's just check this. Let's just make sure. And you know what? If he did win fair and square, we can point the finger and go, see, we told you we're right. You're wrong. But it seems that they're pushing back so hard. And anytime I see someone push back this hard like this, it's normally and become angry or say things that don't make sense. It's because they're hiding something. So do you think these people knowingly knew about the cheating in the election? Like Raffensperger, I remember the the conversation that was leaked um, with Trump. I mean, he was trying to tell him, listen, I'm giving you an out here. Let's let's do it. Let's let's look at the elections. But I guess, you know, he decided, no, no, I, I think we're in control and we don't have to listen to what you're trying to make us do. But do you think these people knowingly and this must have been a, some type of coordinated effort then in many of the states or do you think they did it on their own? 
Yeah, well, if you listen to um, some people who, uh, they, they say that they have had um, a look at some of the data from the elections, the electronic data, the PCAPs, the, that contingent, that group of people, they say that they have evidence that um, Iran, uh, Russia, and China uh, interfered with um, the the votes, flipped some votes, um, and their their um, their thesis is that that vote flipping went on in virtually every county in the country. Uh, you know, the symposium was supposed to shed light on that. Um, unfortunately, the PCAPs thing kind of um, went sideways. Yeah. And they didn't have a chance to bring all that information out. So I think the jury is still out on that. Um, they're still holding on to that onto that theory. I, I'm waiting to see if it is going to be validated at some point. Uh, I don't really know. I, I do suspect, though, that the reason why the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors has been unwilling to turn over the routers <laughs> yeah. is because there's data on there that they don't want people to know about. Right. So like you said, uh, you know, we, we know uh, you, you just go back to the interviews and agreements and everything uh, here in Maricopa County in December when the Senate first authorized uh, the audit. Uh, the, the initial proposal was that the auditors are going to be in the Maricopa County tabulations and electing election center and they were going to do the audit there. Uh, on the machines, nothing was going to be moved. They had the ballots there. They had the machines there, the routers. Everything was there. And they were initially going to uh, conduct the audit in the MECTEC. And then, and then the Board of Supervisors met with their legal counsel. And, and after they had that, their first executive meeting, everything changed. Um, they had actually uh, prepared. Well, the, the, the next move was that they were going to... Um, pack up the routers, they'd actually disconnected the routers and replaced them, and they were going to send them to the to the auditors. And then after another executive session <laughs> with their legal counsel, they decided not to turn over the routers, right? And, and this whole thing has just kind of progressed uh, from, well, well, first we're gonna give it to you, and now we're not gonna give it to you, and now we're going to ship everything to wherever you want it to be, we're not gonna let you come into the mech tech. Um, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that if they don't want to turn over those routers, there is compromising information on those routers that they don't want people to have access to. Um, are, is it going to show MAC and IP addresses from China and Iran and Russia and implicating them and basically proving that uh, foreign governments were interfering and in accessing data? Um, I, that's my suspicion. I think that's probably the case. And And if... If if the wizards at Cypher and uh, Cyber Ninjas were able to actually get the data from the routers somehow through another way, um, because, you know, you, you've worked in IT, mm -hmm. you know that it's very likely that someone has a copy of that data somewhere other than the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Uh, Dominion probably has it, and it could have been given or taken from Dominion, uh, if, if the good guys have a copy of that data, it's gonna be very interesting to see what that data shows. I suspect that they probably uh, 
we're able to get around the simple passwords that were used by the Dominion people because we know they used one password yeah. <laughs> for, for all the administrative accounts, right? It was probably a very simple password, easy to crack because everyone was sharing it. So even though there's been all this drama about the passwords and the routers, I, 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 I'm hedging my bet and I would bet that um, that the auditors actually have that information. In fact, one of the um, assistants to, I think she's an assistant to Kelly Ward, uh, the Republican GOP chair here in Arizona. She tweeted out a very interesting tweet back in May, something to the effect of, Dear Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, you should assume that the auditors have the information they're asking you for. They're asking because they're giving you an opportunity to get on the right side of this issue. Yes, I remember that. And when I saw that tweet, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it sounds like to me, like, <clears throat> like the auditors already have the information and they're just, you know, giving the Board of Supervisors a, a chance to avoid jail time <laughs> or not. Um, so yeah, I, I do suspect we're going to see foreign interference. I think that if, if the, if the audit report coming out of Maricopa County clearly shows evidence of widespread foreign interference, uh, in the election, that is going to be devastating. That, that is going to show the American people that, uh, Joe Biden really is a puppet of China, uh, and and that they're going to have to do everything they can to keep that information from getting out. If there's factual, verified information showing that, it's going to be devastating. Well, let's take that and let's just talk about Afghanistan. Do you, do you think Biden is taking orders from maybe a foreign government or certain individuals that might be in contact telling him what to do? Because it's very odd in what he did in Afghanistan. He didn't follow the intelligence. He didn't follow what the military was saying. It seems like he went in a completely different direction and yep. knew that, I mean, he admitted that he knew that this, let's talk about being prepared. We know the deep state, they're pushing everything at us. You can't put your finger on it, but you know something big is going to happen soon and it's not going to be good. Millions of Americans feel that way right now and they're quietly stockpiling emergency food while they can. Do you have enough emergency food to get you through a sudden crisis? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they serve millions of American families. Right now you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit. You'll enjoy a hearty breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day while everyone else is standing in food lines. Plus, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it'll be there when you need it. But don't wait. Go to preparewithx22.com. Claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithx22.com. Or click the link in the description. This was going to happen. Yep. Well, it's really interesting to listen to Millie and, uh, and our defense secretary mm -hmm. uh, do damage control on how this all went down. Because on the one hand... Uh, the, the narratives are just crazy because on the one hand, you have them trying to uh, tell the press that they didn't have any intelligence or information that indicating that Kabul and Afghanistan would fall to the Taliban that quickly, right? They're trying to sort of defend their actions because they're taking heat. And then you have the intelligence community coming out saying, uh, that's BS. 
Right. We told you guys months ago, if you did this, the Taliban would take over the country and everything would fall. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think Joe Biden takes a phone call unless someone tells him it's okay oh, yeah. to take that phone call. I think he's totally being controlled by, by a lot of people. And I think that, um, I think he knew, well, it's hard to get inside the mind of Joe Biden. Uh, because I think most of the time blank. he just wants to see a 13 year old girl show up that he can, <laughs> and he can sniff her hair. I mean, I, I, I seriously don't know yeah. that that guy has any lucid thoughts, uh, original thoughts of his own. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's people like, uh, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett mm-hmm. and Obama who are, who are sort of telling him what to say, where to go, what to do. And they're taking orders from people higher up, you know, George Soros and, and those type people. Um, I think they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew that if they, how do you not know? I mean, in this interview with Hannity at Trump, Hannity said, you know, we had intel weeks ago that 60% of Afghanistan was now under control of the Taliban, Mm -hmm. that the Afghan army and the Afghan government had lost control of most of the country. So for them to say that they didn't know what was going to happen if they pulled out all of our troops It's not believable. On its face, it's just idiotic. If if the U.S. military pulls out all of its troops and says, hey, Afghan army, you is, this is all on you. We've given you billions of dollars worth of hardware. Go have fun with it. And as Trump said, everyone knows that the only reason the Afghan army was fighting was because they were getting a huge paychecks yep. from the taxpayers, American taxpayers. Um Trump said, you know, everyone knew that if our troops were pulled out, if we did not continue to support them, we did not pay them, it was over. Yeah. The Taliban was going to come in and take it over. So there's no way they didn't know that was going to happen. If they knew it was going to happen, it was planned. If it was planned, who planned it? Is it reasonable to suspect that uh, President Xi was behind that? I think it's reasonable. You know, we know that Afghanistan is rich in uh in precious metals, in rare earth metals that are all needed for t- mm-hmm. semiconductors. I mean, Batteries. I just saw a news article that Ford is shutting down its truck plant because they're out of uh, chips. They, yeah. they, have, they, don't, they can't get the chips they need for, to continue manufacturing these trucks, so they're shutting down the truck plant. Um, China is trying to control a lot of the tech sector, and they're doing that through uh, precious metals and, and the things that are needed to make semiconductors and chips and all a lot of that uh that um the the raw materials are hiding in those hills in afghanistan so yeah i mean doesn't it make sense that china would probably want uh u.s troops out of there so they could then bring in their mining operations and set it up and start mining all the metals that they need not yeah, it's it's not hard to see how that might be the, the case. Yeah, because this brings me back to uh, devolution. Remember when Trump said we were attacked? You know, it's worse than Pearl Harbor, worse than 9-11. And if you read, I think it's part one of yeah. devolution. If you, if you really look at this, and it, they were talking about COVID and things like that. But if China attacked us 
if China assisted in putting Biden into place. So they attacked us with COVID to alter the elections, then manipulated the elections, and then gave orders to Biden. And Biden was following the orders of a foreign government. Really, when you start to look at this, it you know, this is really infiltration from within. We were attacked and this president, illegitimate president, is compromised, treasonous. He is a, if, that, if that's true, he is not a president. Um, he is the head of a regime installed mm. by a foreign government. Ah, so right, if, right. He, he <laughs> it's 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 similar to what we have done, our CIA and our mm. military have done in countries all around the world since we first uh, deposed the Shah of Iran in 1954. We have installed puppet dictators around the world. Uh, we've installed regimes that did not have the best interest of those nations at heart. They had our best interest at heart, right? So we have been installing puppet dictators in various countries around the world for, what, 75 years? And now someone finally did it to us. Uh, China installed their dictator, and they have a regime installed in our country, that was not elected by our people and does not have our best interests at heart. Uh, <clears throat> the very thing that we've been doing for decades has been done to us. And, and I, I think it's going to be up to the military to then re say, tell the American people, look, you do not have a president. We do not have an elected leader. We have a regime in, that was installed by a foreign government and we need to remove them. Uh, not necessarily a military coup, because Biden wasn't elected. He was installed by the Chinese government. So do you, do you think the, the military intelligence, if they're in on this whole devolution plan, do you think they've been capturing data and building a case with everything going on? Because if they're in the know, because remember, if, if you go back, I forgot what You know post. as well as I do, military <laughs> intelligence has all the information. They've got it all. Okay. You know that. Yes. Right? So what are they doing with the information? They have the information. They know as well as anyone exactly what happened with the election. They were recording. I mean, <laughs> we we know for a fact that the NSA um, records all electronic data. Mm -hmm. We know for sure that the night of the election and the days before the election and afterwards, they were collecting all the electronic data. They were collecting all communications, emails, internet traffic, um, and storing it all. Uh, so that's uh, NSA that's under the Defense Department, part of the military. And whether you think it's, you know, whether you believe that that's um, under the auspices of Space Force or NSA mm -hmm. or whatever, I mean, whatever agency, military intelligence has right. it. They've got it. And the question is, what are they going to do with it? I think at the right time, mm -hmm. the military is going to take that information that they have, factual information about the theft of the election, foreign involvement. And they're going to make that public to the American people. Uh, and, they're, and they're going to explain why the Biden regime has to be removed. Do you think the classification documents that Trump declassified before he left office, do you think that will be released? Yep. So there's a, a very interesting series of video interviews that Cash Patel mm -hmm. is putting out on Epic Times. Um, in an episode that he did a couple of weeks ago, he talked about the documents that he personally declassified when he was at 
ODNI with Rick Grinnell. <laughs> he said, we declassified hundreds of thousands of documents uh, <clears throat> at ODNI. And he said only about 30% of them were released. The other 70% have not yet been released. And he is questioning why they haven't been released um, because he knows they were declassified. He's the one who declassified them. So it's, it's not just a theory that there's a bunch of declassified documents. Cash was there. He was working with Rick, Rick Grinnell. He oversaw the declassification. And he said that those documents have been declassified, but they haven't been released yet. And we're waiting for declass to, to, to be made public. So I don't know when that's going to be made public, but yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> when, when they go around uh, and tell people that the Biden regime is being um, is being removed and why, maybe the declassified documents will be part of that disclosure. So how chaotic do you think the next couple of months are going to be? Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't want to scare people. I'm not, I'm not trying Buckle to push up, baby. <clears throat> Say that again. Buckle up, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do, do you, yeah. I mean, do no, you, it's, and there's no need for fear. Mm -hmm. We're not fear mongering. I don't think there's any reason for people to be afraid. You just need to realize that we're going through some very, very unusual times. We've never been, this is un, uncharted territory. We've never had forensic audits like this. We've never had, our election stolen in, in the way that this election was stolen. We've never had as much of a groundswell of public scrutiny and doubt toward the president. As much as the mainstream media tried to brainwash everyone into thinking that Trump was a, uh, an agent of Putin, you know, that narrative didn't last very long and a lot of people saw through it. But as time goes on, more and more people are becoming convinced that Biden is not a, a legitimate elected president. So. Um, we're going through unprecedented times. It's really hard to predict what's going to happen. You know, if the internet goes down, how long will it go down? Um, <clears throat> what does that do to the financial uh, world? You know, investments, banking, all of that. What happens? It's really hard to say. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. We've never, I, I don't think we've ever been uh, in a time in our country's history where there's more uncertainty than there is right now. There is, there's a lot that is unknown about our future. Do you, and, and people generally fear the unknown. It's like, you, you just think about every election. Usually by the day after the election, you know who your president's going to be for the next mm. four years. We have not known who the rightful president is since the night of the election. There's always been skepticism and doubt and concern about, is this really the president? Was he really elected? And, and that doubt and skepticism is growing. And if we're talking about the potential of either, either Congress um, rescinding the Electoral College vote <clears throat> or uh, the DOJ doing an investigation, which I don't think is going to happen, no. or um, the military stepping in and removing uh, the Biden regime, that creates a lot of uncertainty <laughs> in people's minds. They're like, mm. well, what does that look like exactly? Are we all going to be under martial law, right? I, I mean, I don't think we're all going to be under martial law. I suspect that if devolution is real, if the military does step in and bring an end to the Biden regime, I think that they might um, declare martial law in D.C. initially 
to, uh, to, to take down some of the corruption that's in D.C. Um, I, I doubt that there would be martial law nationwide. It would be very hard to enforce. There just aren't enough um, National Guard and troops uh, domestically to really enforce nationwide martial law. Don't think that's going to happen. I don't think people have to worry about FEMA camps, uh, you know, being rounded up. All of that stuff, I think, is just uh, it's just um, distractions. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, threat that we are going to be physically harmed, rounded up. You know, (laughs) we're a well-armed citizenry. The reason the reason why they keep trying to take away our guns is because they know that as long as we're a well-armed citizenry, we can defend ourselves. They can't come and imprison all of us. They can't arrest us all. They're not going to put us all in camps, uh, re-education camps. They are not going to do that to a well-armed citizenry. They might do it in Australia. They might do it in New Zealand. They might do it in the UK where they don't have guns, but they're not going to do it here. Uh, And and I think that the well-armed citizenry is going to become a well-informed citizenry and I think we're going to take our country back. I, I think that so, too. Do, do, I mean, you talked about martial law in D.C. Do you think that they're going to release uh, their Antifa troops to create chaos and maybe see riots in certain areas just to try to distract? Yep. Yeah, and possibly. But, you know, if uh, if the special forces start mm-hmm. rolling their APCs, yeah. Uh, through D.C., Antifa is not going to really stand up to uh, armored uh, personnel and, and, and heavily armed military. Antifa is going to get their asses beat down hard if they try to go up against the military. Uh, and I would, I would actually enjoy seeing that. I might uh, buy a ticket to watch that happen. <laughs> um, watching the Rangers and SEALs go up against Antifa. Oh, I know yeah. who I got my money on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I ask is because when Trump, the last part of his presidency during the riots and what was going on, he was designating Antifa as a domestic terrorist. And it never really actually happened. Of course, that's what we have seen. It's it might have. Know. Right. It might have been in the background and in the devolution documents. It seems that they've been mapping Antifa. We've known this for a while. I'm wondering if they're going to allow them to have a little space so this way they can just round them up and actually capture they've been capturing the the data and who's instructing them to you know finally designate and say okay they are a terrorist organization and of course this might lead up to whoever is really controlling because there's no way that this organization is just doing everything exactly the same in all the cities dressing the same and having the same tactics in every city it it makes no sense without someone instructing these people yeah, I, I think it's very likely that uh, Antifa is much more organized than they uh, than they appear to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I think that they are taking their orders from, uh, you know, probably George Soros, <laughs> like all like, <laughs> like all everything else. Operatives. I mean, you know, you just it all goes back to George Soros for the most part. Um, you know, the Antifa is essentially the brown shirts of the Nazis uh, during the 30s. Where did Soros get his ideas from? He, he, he's just taking it all from uh, you know, the Nazi uh, regime during mm-hmm. the 1930s. Um, why have they pushed 
defunding the local police so hard. Because if you undermine local law enforcement, local law enforcement is responsible and accountable to the local people, right? So city police, uh, they're under the, under the um, authority of a police chief who's under the authority of city council. It's all uh, accountable at the local level. If you undermine local police authorities and you can get rid of them, you can then institute a federal police force, AKA the SS uh, that Hitler mm-hmm. <laughs> instituted in Germany. Well, that's essentially what they're trying to do with the FBI. Uh, the FBI has sort of turned into the SS. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very close analogy. The federal police force, not accountable to the local uh, voters, not accountable to City Hall. They are accountable to Joe Biden, who is accountable to George Soros. And in, in that way, people like Soros can control a lot of things by controlling key people. Um, now, like I said, Antifa is essentially the, the militant wing of the Democrat Party, um, similar to the brown shirts of Nazi Germany. And in all of, I think the military is um, surveilling all of these people, uh, knows where they are, has their phone numbers, knows who they're talking to. And at the right time, I think the military is going to just drop the hammer on all these people and round them up and uh, put them on trial. So do you think everything that we're watching this entire show play out? Is this the plan that the Patriots created to drain the swamp. I mean, are the Patriots, Trump, the military, are they the ones in control of all of this? In control. God, I hate that phrase. Yeah. Uh, in in control is is a uh, is a dangerous phrase from my perspective because you have to define what you mean by in control. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm just going to digress here just a little bit. Um, I know a lot of Christians who who say often say God is in control. And they always say that whenever they're panicking and freaked out and, and they're terrified, they, they say God's in control. It, it's kind of a reminder and it's kind of a, it's a, it's a reflex um, phrase that they say when they recognize that things appear to be out of control and they're frightened, they say, okay, God's in control. Well, if you, but you have to define what you mean by God is in control um, God has given us free will, right? When, when some people say God is in control, the, um, there's an idea that God is actually controlling all of us, controlling our actions, controlling what we do, that we're essentially puppets of God, and that God is responsible for the wars, and God is responsible for murder, and God is responsible for people getting raped. Um, because if you take the idea that God is in control too far, you start to suggest that God is actually making all the decisions that we make. We're not actually making decisions for ourselves. We're not acting of our own free will. We're just doing what God tells us to do. And I don't, I don't believe that's true. I don't believe that God makes decisions for us. I don't think that he controls our actions. I think that um, God has given us free will, and we're free moral agents to act however we want. I don't like it when people say God's in control because uh, that sort of implies that 
we are robots mm -hmm. and we're not robots. <laughs> we have free will. Mm -hmm. uh, we're able to, we're free moral agents. We can make our own decisions. So the idea that Trump and the Patriots are in control, <clears throat> I think you have to clarify or define what do you mean by in control? Do you mean that everything that Joe Biden does is being dictated by Trump and the Patriots? I don't think that's the case. I don't think Trump and the Patriots are forcing Joe Biden to make these decisions. I don't think that they that they forced uh, the withdrawal in Afghanistan to go sideways. I don't think that they're Trump and the Patriots are allowing the situation at the southern border to devolve in, into a human trafficking crisis. Because if you because if you say Trump and the Patriots are in control, you, are you suggesting that everything that bad that's happening in the country is was planned out by Trump and the Patriots? I don't I don't believe that that's necessarily the case. I think that Trump and the Patriots are, uh, you know, if you go back to the chessboard analogy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, in in a game of chess, is one player really in control? Or does one player simply have a strategic advantage? I, I think it's it might be better to to see it in terms of um, one player has a strategic advantage because they have maybe access to information that the other player doesn't have access to, right? During Trump's term in office, he had access to all the information from the NSA, CIA, you know, Defense Department, and all the other intel agencies. By virtue of the fact that Trump had all that information, he had a strategic advantage over his opponents. And in the chess game, he was able to outplay them and outmaneuver them uh, and set traps for them because he had more information. But they still had to make moves on their mm -hmm. own and exercise free will. So in that sense, I, I don't think that there was an issue of control as much as it was an, uh, an issue of um, of of having better information and allowing their Trump, allowing his opponents to make mistakes. And I think that's what's happening now. Um, I, I don't, I don't think of it in terms of Trump controlling the, the moves of Biden and the deep state as much as um, the fact that he has a strategic advantage and he's going to let them make mistakes. And, and he's going to count on them making mistakes because, because they're desperate, because they're stupid <laughs> and because they're evil <laughs> And desperate, evil, stupid people always make mistakes. Um, that's how I see it. Hey, Dave, thanks a lot for being on the X-22 Report Spotlight. Once again, how can people see your work? All righty. Well, I'm primarily uh, putting things out on Telegram. I did disable the chat on my Telegram channel. So those of you who are trying to put in your comments uh, in Telegram, uh, you're not going to be able to do that because I disabled the chat. I don't have the ability to moderate the chat right now. Yeah. I've got a lot of things going on. I'm, I'm working on several books and I don't have the time to moderate the chat. So I'm just putting out information on Telegram uh, and that's the best place to find me on social media. I still have a Gab account. I'm not using it a whole lot. I am on CloudHub, uh, prayingmedic.com, my, my website where I post my articles and videos, good place to visit. If you want to support us financially, uh, prayingmedic.org is our nonprofit ministry and you can uh, support us financially there. Uh, and I'm on Podbean. I have my, my podcasts out there on Podbean and on Rumble. Great. I'll, I'll put all the links at the bottom of the video. Once again, awesome. Dave, thank you very much for being on the spotlight. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you, sir, for allowing me to ramble so uh, extensively. And you have a great weekend. And hey, next week's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, I agree.